Hello and welcome to Ali's podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> it's not two PTs in a pod today, it's one PT in a pod. One PT by herself. Uh, asking questions. I am so <laughs> <laughs> So today we thought we'd switch it up and because we've been getting to know some guests, we've actually realised that we haven't actually interviewed each other. So today is all about Kai. Mm, I feel like I'm on the spot. You this know, is how everyone you. feels with you. So, so I'm just gonna... with me, not with you as well. No, because this is the opening question you ask people. Okay, well next time you can ask the opening question. Well, okay. you get to today. So, so the opening question that you ask everybody, give me a roundup of your life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So hi, I'm Kai. Um, I am thirty, nearly thirty-one years old. I grew up in Devon. I went to school in Devon. I went to high school in Devon. <laughs> <laughs> she was from Devon, okay? <laughs> so much harder, isn't it? Okay, so yeah, I've got a sister and a brother. I have always been into sport, like the whole way through school. I'm the middle child, um, total middle child syndrome. Um, and then when I never knew what I wanted to do or what I wanted to be, and then when I left school and went to sixth form. That was like back when it was still a choice. Like it wasn't, what do you call it? Like um, mandatory. Yeah, mandatory. And I didn't want to go to uni. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I just didn't have a clue. So I went to sixth form, hated it. Um, went on my first ever girl's holiday. Got a job in Egypt. Came home for 10 days, went back over there. Um, my mum had to go into a sick form. She wanted to collect my results, ended up crying on them. Um, yeah, and then I spent eight years of my life in Egypt with one of the best jobs I think I've ever had and will ever have. Which um, was? So I worked in a hotel as part of the entertainment team. So I ran one of those with my ex. Um, do you know that we do like all the dancing around the pool? <laughs> yeah. You annoy all the guests. Acrobics. <laughs> That's it. Anyone want to play darts? Me. No, I freaking don't. I just want to sit here. <laughs> that was me. And honestly, right, so before I went there, I would say I was the most underconfident kid. Like, I was a people pleaser. I was so, like, um, scared to talk to anybody, really. Like, I knew my friends, but anybody else, like any adults, nothing. And I can remember my first day in this hotel. So my flight was already delayed, like five hours going out there. Um, I was absolutely shitting my pants about doing it. I got there and I thought I was going to be at work the next day. And I wasn't. And I think they just gave me a day off to get over my journey. And yeah, and I can remember having this interview with a manager in the hotel. And it was the most fucked up questions. Basically, one of them that I can remember is if you were stranded in the desert and you've got a camel a horse and a donkey which one are you going to pick and why why could ever get stranded in the desert for one well you're out in egypt yeah. so. <laughs> they but, they ask us different questions eh mate my first boss was so strict like we had curfews if we wanted to go anywhere do anything we had to tell them where we were going what we we're doing we, basically we had to like ask permission um uh, and i was a little bit scared of him i was, I was very scared of him Okay, and I worked with two other English people who were just amazing, and they left two days before my 18th birthday, so I literally had no friends over there for my birthday, but I can remember my first day at work anyway, um, and I was following one of these girls around the pool and seeing how she spoke to the guests, so I was just shadowing her, and I can just remember thinking, 
how do you know what to say? Yeah. I don't have a clue what to say. Like, what what do I say to you? Um, and it's so weird, or like a little bit funny, maybe not funny, but like funny, um, because one of my best mates came over to work with me for six weeks, and I'd been doing the job, I think like five, six years at this point, and she had the exact same thought on her first day when she was shadowing me. She said, because she's seen me, like I've been friends with her since I was four, and um, she knew me like when I had no confidence, wouldn't say boo to a goose. Or so it was really other. weird for her when yeah. she, yeah. And she said I was like a completely different person. She was, I had no idea how I just went up to these people and started a conversation. But when it's your job and it's your life, and the first four months I was out, I was so scared of losing my job because my, my first boss liked to fire people sporadically. <laughs> um, that you just didn't have a choice. And that just brought me out my shell and made me who I am today, I think. Um, I'm one of the bluntest people going. I do have to apologise sometimes for... She says this, but I feel like she's not that blunt. I think it's in messages. Like if To I... me, you're not that blunt. Well, yeah, but then you thought you were blunt the other day when you sent me a message. I was quite blunt that day. Yeah, but I didn't even twig me. <laughs> I was like, what is she on about? Sorry for being blunt. But I think, like, I mean, like, I'm blunt in the sense where if I don't want to do something, I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to beat around the bush and be like, oh, well, yeah, blah, 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 blah. That's like, probably because of past experiences, though, of saying yes all the time. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And, like, when I went to Egypt, I didn't care if anybody I worked with liked me or not. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. Like Probably because you didn't know them and you didn't owe them anything. Yeah, I think that's it. Like, I had the chance... You need to please them. No, to start a whole new life, yeah. which I did. Um, yeah, and I just kind of kept that with me. And I was like, I'm never going to be a people pleaser again. Like, yeah. And Egyptians are very blunt and straightforward. And the, it, sometimes it can come across as rude when it's not rude. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, no, I'm so glad for that opportunity to do that and the time that I spent there and I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, yeah. And then I moved back to England at the age of 25. I'd always said 25 was my cutoff point to stop acting like a child. Um, and (laughs) (laughs) I still act like a child, mate, just in a different, well, I didn't have like any degree I didn't have a degree I didn't have any qualifications like, I had my GCSEs which I'd passed yeah but I didn't have anything else and like back then it was kind of like well I think when you're in school it's drummed into you that you need a qualification to like go and do something yeah. with your life and I was so lucky with my parents they were like as long as you're happy we're happy for you that's all that matters that's yeah. it like I don't think they didn't go to uni this and the other so my dad's an electrician my brother started working for my dad um, my sister worked in catering um so when I moved home she got me a job in the restaurant that she was working in um and then I was like I don't want to stay in Devon like there's no opportunities here like nothing like because I didn't have a degree people wouldn't take me on and it's hard to go from like in the life in Egypt and then back to like like normal life home here I guess oh massively and moving back in with my parents as well yeah like independence yeah yeah it's a completely different way of life um yeah, so effect, like when I came back, I was like seriously messed up. I felt like I had nothing. I didn't have a job. I'd split up with my partner. Um, I didn't have a house. I'd left everything over there. And it was at that age where a lot of my friends and a lot of people I knew were getting engaged, getting married, buying houses. And I can remember crying to my mum and being like, I don't have anything. Like, I've, like I was obviously heartbroken as well. <laughs> but yeah. I was, it was just like so messed up. And I just thought I'd never get anything so then I was like don't want to stay in Devon so I moved to Manchester and I lived with one of my friends who I met in Egypt over there 
and she's just amazing. Um, and I got a job in a hotel, which I love the people I work with and I got to see like so many other people and Manchester's a completely different way of life to Devon and to Egypt. Um, and when I first moved there, I was like, I fucked up, what have I done? Like, I've made the wrong decision. Anyway, my dad came up, he was up there for a course or something like a week after and I met him and I said it to him. And I was like, I'm gonna give it six months. Like, that's the least I can do. Yeah. So I did. Um, anyway, I think about four months in, I just had enough of working as a receptionist. And I was like, I need to find a career in something because if I don't, I'm gonna be working dead end jobs for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So I was gonna get an apprenticeship um, as an electrician and I would not have been able to afford to live up there on an apprentice's wage because even if you're over 18, 21, 25, they can pay you an apprentice wage for the first year. How come electrician? Um, so plumber, I just don't think I could deal with toilet water. <laughs> um, I think a builder and a plasterer is just like, my dad's always said this thing like, um, plasterers are like the first to go because they spend their days with like their arms up, like doing ceilings and that, yeah. and it's always like on their, like their heart yeah. or whatever. Um, and I think because my dad had done it and I'd seen him do it, my brother had done it. Um, and it was just like a natural progression. Yeah, I wanted a job that was hands-on. Yeah. But also at the same time, I started doing my PT degree. Not degree, my PT. <laughs> PT <Different>. level three. <laughs> yeah. PT specialist over here. So I was doing that online at the same time. Um, anyway, so then I was gonna, I couldn't get an apprenticeship up there because I couldn't afford to live away from home. So I was gonna have to move back home and get an apprenticeship. And first of all, my dad said that I couldn't work with him. Um, what age were you at this point? Oh, 26. Okay. Or 25, going into like, yeah. Yeah, 25, it was August and my birthday is September. Mm -hmm. So nearly 26. Um, anyway, then we went on holiday, I got really ill. I couldn't come back to start college. I couldn't do anything. Um, so I was up there for a few extra weeks and then I think my dad felt sorry for me and he said, you can come and work with me after, but it's just like a stopover till you find somewhere else. And I was like, okay, like, thank you so much, that's perfect. So anyway, I managed to get home, went back to college, started working with my dad, and I had that thought again, where I was like, oh, this is not for me, because I hate not knowing anything. Yeah. Like, and going into this job, he's obviously not gonna let me play with cables, like, yeah. on my first day, and he just made me stand there and watch him and my brother, and I was like, oh my God, I'm so bored. <laughs> Um, but I'm glad I stuck it out because I absolutely love it now. Anyway, and then we had a conversation once and I said something about finding another Sparky to work with. And he's like, mm, do you not want to work with me? And I was like, well, you told me it was like a stopover. And he's like, no, I've got the work for you. And I was like, buzzing. Um, which I'm also really glad of because like, I just get to spend more time with my dad and my brother. Yeah. Um, and it's not like I'm making up for lost time, but when you only come back once a year and see them like once or twice a year, yeah, it's a bit of a difference. So yeah, so I started doing that and I'm literally just waiting on my final exam um, to qualify for that. And then I qualified as a PT as well during it. So I came back and I started working at the local leisure centre um, and it was good and I was teaching classes there, but I quickly found that I didn't have a life. Yeah. I was working two jobs, six, seven days a week, no time for me, no time to socialise, mm -hmm. no time for anything. So then... I think, was it during COVID or, I think it might have been during COVID, obviously like all the work stopped. Then I joined the gym that I work at now, G4. And I can remember going to Jen and just asking her for a job because I wanted out of the leisure center. Yeah. And yeah, the rest is history there. 
And then I think that's everything. I feel like I spoke a lot. But then you started online. Oh, and then I started online. So uh-huh. during COVID, um, I had a couple of clients at the leisure centre and I started online. Um, so I've never been a full-time PT. I can't because I've got another job and a bit of a life now as well. Um, so I moved to online. And then I was like, because I get itchy feet and I don't know where I want to be, which area I want to live in, which country I want to live in, and I just want to be able to go. And basically, I don't want somebody telling me what to do Yeah. as well. So you want to be your like, own boss, your own independent yeah. person. And you can, online, you can take online anywhere, can't you? You can work from your laptop anywhere. So yeah. Yeah. Gives you freedom. Yeah. So I was like, I want to be an online coach. Yeah. So then my dad got his knickers in a twist because he was like, well, you're doing an apprenticeship with me. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm not going to leave till I've qualified. <laughs> <laughs> and then at first of all, he was like, no, you've got to stay, like, because obviously you're an apprentice. And I was like, mm, are you really going to, like... Are you going to do this I was like, me? are you going to ruin my dreams, Dad? I was like, <laughs> anyway, but, um, yeah, my dad's literally waiting for me to retire now. So, no, for... <laughs> retire. For, for me to qualify so he can retire. Um but it was the same when I went to college I can remember my first day so obviously you don't get many females in the industry um, and I went to college I was the only female and I was also about eight years older than everybody else I didn't go to make friends okay I know that sounds really bad but I didn't what were you there. on Love Island <laughs> <laughs> I said that before Ekans do um, but I was literally there to better my life like yeah. this is what I wanted to do I was going to put everything into it um, and I can remember my first day at college was my birthday, and I sat in my car eating my lunch by myself because I didn't oh, have like breath. a film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you went in the toilets. <laughs> I know, and also because I was so ill, like I was getting over severe gastroenteritis. Like I dropped like a stone in two weeks because I was so ill. Um, I still wasn't right. I couldn't eat much. And do you know, like when you're just not feeling, like I'm such a worse. Like if I'm not feeling well, I'll cry. Like this is how I know that I'm not well. Like I'll just bawl my eyes out, and I just had to kind of like tears coming down my face, and oh, I was just like, oh, cry. this is not the one. But yeah, and then um, they, I've met some like amazing lads on my course. Like they're so nice. I've got friends on there now, and but I'm just so glad that I didn't go in there thinking I need to be friends with you. Yeah. Because I've put in the work. I've smashed so many exams. Like, and I'm pretty proud of myself for doing it yeah you should be after although do you know uh, we had uh, a maths lesson there's a lot more maths than I thought I was going to be in it and um, first of all my scientific calculator is pretty old compared to everybody else's and he was like well I'm not going to go over like trigonometry and Pythagoras because all of you have just left school so you'll be fine with this and I put up my hand and I was like 10 years ago <laughs> I left 10 years ago <laughs> So I had to teach myself. And that was when I first realised that, do you know what? I'm actually pretty good at maths. Um, and I really enjoy maths here. now. Yeah, and then I said to my dad, I go balls deep in everything, right? I'm like, right, if I'm going to start doing that, I'm going to do it. Went home, I'm going like, to be the best. Yeah, I was like, dad, I think I'm going to do a maths degree. <laughs> he was like, what are you going to do with that maths degree? I was like, nothing. I was like, I just really like it. I just want to tutor. I was like, obviously not now because I'm on apprenticeship wage, can't afford it. <laughs> but one day, and I still would like to, but... This could be the next thing. Yeah, but yeah, so I think that leads me up to this moment. Is there anything you would change? Oh, It's a big question, I know, very broad. Oh, no, because, well, how, I don't know. So looking back, there's something I wish I'd done, but, but where I am now, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. 
So my sister moved to Spain. She was doing seasons in Spain. I think she was there like three, four years. I could be wrong. But it's something like this. So she started doing them whilst I was living in Egypt. <clears throat> I was so proud of her for doing it. Like, so, so proud of her for doing it. Um, and then I went over. So, like, I moved back to England at the beginning of an April. And she was over there. I She got me the job. Then she went again. Then I spoke to my boss, who was absolutely amazing. Like, honestly, she was just... I couldn't have asked for a better first boss to come back to. And she was like, fuck it, you only live once. Go see her. And I was like, oh my God, yes. So three months after I started working for her... No, two and a half months after I started working for her, I went for a 10-day holiday to Spain. And she asked me to stay. And I was like, I can't, I can't do it to mum. Like, my mum was devastated when I first moved. Um... My dad said to me, because I flew from Heathrow, my whole family came up to drop me off. And as soon as I went through the gates, they left and my mum cried from the minute I walked through the gates until oh, they got bless back her. to it Devon. It must be so hard. And that's like a good four or five hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's all I thought. And like for so long, I held it against my mum. And my mum was like, I never would have stopped you. Like, because I only brought it up to her a couple of years ago. Like, I didn't hold it against her in a bad way, but like, in my mind, it was like, because of her, I didn't do that. And I was like, that was my choice. Yeah. Like, I can't. Um, so, yeah, and she just kept saying to me, oh, it's not too late to turn back. And her friend was taking me to the airport anyway. We went go-karting first, nearly missed me flight. Like, <laughs> literally made it about five minutes to spare. And then she gave me a hug. She's like, it's not too late. I've got a bed. I can get you a job. And uh, I wish I'd done it now, because that would have just been insane. But I'm glad I didn't because you where I am now, I wouldn't be. Yeah. It's like as well, like during COVID, I was meant to go back on holiday to Egypt. And like for everyone that knows me, Egypt's also home to me. And I would move back over there in a half. Every days. time Kai goes to Egypt, I'm a bit scared she'll never come back. I think my whole family is. <laughs> I'll always come back. I'd like, I've written, I'd like somewhere over there and I could do like a few months, but I wouldn't live there full time. Um, Until she goes there and she's like, I might move back. Yeah, oh, I do get tempted every, every time. Every time, every time. She says this now, but every time it's like... Mm. I know, do you know, it's like, I think if you go to Egypt, you either love it or you hate it. I think it just feels like home to you now, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, when I grew up there, that's like where my teenage years, where I would have learned everything here, that's where I did everything there. Yeah. So to me, that is home. Um, and yeah, I was I was meant to be going there for a holiday. And then one of my friends was in Australia. She's like, are you still going? I was like, Yeah. It's just like, oh, they're closing flights. And I was like, until they tell me my flight's cancelled, like, I'm going. Like, I'm not going to be like, no, I'm not going. Oh, they cancelled my flight with a week to go. I was devastated. Um, I honestly didn't think they were going to. I don't know why I was so naive. Left out there. Well, this is it, right? And this is before I moved online. So I'm also glad that my flight got cancelled because if I had stayed over there because there was no work, I would not have started it's online. Like fate. Yeah, so I feel like everything kind of came full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we get off the Egypt chat, can you give us your best um, Egyptian one-liner? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what to say. Come on, if you're gonna go chat um, someone up, what would you say? <laughs> well, I'd never chat up a man over there. So, like, I lived with a bunch of Egyptian men, like not in the same. I'm room, not saying you would chat up a like, man out there, but this is your this is your best like, chat line. Yeah, Monza. That's like your sexy lady or whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't mean you're I don't, say I that. don't have a chat up line, mate. Oh. I just I don't have a chat up line in general. I'm Boy. so sorry. Um, I'm really trying to think now. I feel really put on the spot. 
to be fair, I wouldn't have a child like me. <laughs> just give us your best, uh, I don't, best, you sister, best sentence. Something you would say all the time, Abba. Oh, I don't know now. You might have to come back to me. Right, I'm going to come back to you. Okay. What sports did you play? Do. What was your main kind of sport? Like throughout my whole life? Yeah, throughout your whole life. Swimming. Swimming was my main one. Yeah. Yeah, I started when I was four. Yeah. And all I... Do you know, like, you have, like, these little snippets of memories. Yeah. (laughs) I've literally got a memory. So, Northern Swimming Pool. I stood on the side and cried. That's my one memory of it. Uh, it was a really good sport for you then. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, swimming. I started when I was four. I think I went through a phase of like a love-hate relationship with it. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I can just remember starting. And then uh, I started surf lifesaving because my mum used to wear glasses and we lived by the sea. And she said that she wanted us to be able to go in the sea and on the beach without worrying, her worrying about not being able to see us. So she wanted yeah. us to be confident and like able to do everything in the water. Um, so yeah, I started surf live saving at six. Or yeah, I think just before my seventh birthday. Because I started with another friend who, I think there was like an age limit on it, but we started just before. And then the lady who taught me to swim is kind of like a second mum. And I just stayed like mainly because of her, because like she was such like an idol to me. Um, and I was really good at it, like, yeah, you know how much I hate cardio? Yeah. I didn't like cardio then, but I could push myself, I didn't yeah. stop, like, however out of breath I got, and then obviously moving to Egypt, um, stopped eating and started smoking, <laughs> lost all my fitness, <laughs> and then I come back. So um, did you do nothing out in Egypt? Did you not do any sort of sport at all? Um, so, no, so I'd work That's six crazy, days a week. Yeah. Yeah, but my job was so active, you would never... Like, I never felt any different. Like, yeah. I did absolutely everything growing up. So, like, rounders, hockey, netball, swimming, did a little bit of football, um, self-life-saving. Like, every sport there was going. Did gymnastics at one point. Wasn't very good at that. Um, I did it, and then I went over there. So, my day would start at, like, 9 o'clock in the morning. And I know that seems quite late, but I wouldn't finish sometimes till, like, half 3 o'clock. Half 3 o'clock. Half 3 in the morning. So I started at nine and I'd be around the pool all day. So I'd be like walking and like chasing yeah. guests and like running away from guests and like, you know, just annoying them. Them running away from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like you used to like annoy them by like throwing cold water on them and then they used to chase you around the pool. Yeah, that's why I didn't like you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like uh, they did stretching, aqua gym, water polo, water volleyball. So I got to play all of those as well. And then of an evening, so like it was so active. We did dance shows. So every lunch break would be taken up practicing dance shows. Yeah. So I'd be moving constantly. Yeah. Um, and then there was a hotel that I was in for six months in Alguna, and we had a dance show every single night. So I'd be rehearsing every single day, dancing every single night, doing all these activities around the pool and moving all the time. Yeah. So I was still pretty active. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so when did you start going to the gym? Um, not until I moved home. It must have been like the first, first year or second year I moved home. Um, I don't know. I think I'd seen a picture of a girl on Instagram and she was like, yeah, but it wasn't like cardio. So back then it was very much like cardio was all in. And, um, I didn't want to do cardio because I hated it. Um, I smoked at the time. Um, 
I wanted, she had like, so I was very, very skinny. I had no muscle, no fat. I was just like skin and bone. And I wanted a muscular physique. Mm-hmm. That was a girl, I think I've still got a photo on my phone. Like it was just a screenshot I took. And that was the physique I wanted. So I was like, I want to start doing weights. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I went to the gym with some friends and some of them just wanted to do cardio because they wanted to lose weight. Um, and they were like, oh yeah, but you don't need to because you don't need to lose weight, this, that and the other. But I had no idea what to do. So I kind of played around for a little bit with them. Um, and I can remember one session just being a full-on arm session. <laughs> that was it. Like nothing else. Um, but yeah, and then I don't even know how I just, I think I just carried on going, just persevered with it. Um, a bit more. Yeah, obviously passed my PT thing, like the fitness instructor one, started just doing programs for myself, started PTing, carried on doing programs for myself till I messaged you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I think that's not going to finish every sentence, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Kai doesn't like talking about herself by the sounds of it. <laughs> spoke loads about myself i was gonna say something then but i forgot so we're gonna i just do you know what's going oh, through I my head i just don't want it to come across as boring to other people it's not boring it's your life i know but some but people just isn't like mm. um so when you went to egypt would you say you kind of had an eating disorder or would you just say it was more like um like an unhealthy way of living or what would you what would you call it what, before I moved there or when I was When there? you got there, yeah. Um, so when I got there, I didn't have anything. I wasn't the healthiest kid. Um, I, I got to a point of sick form when Tuck Shop was open, Happy Shop, I could go get my own food, and I started yeah. putting on the weight. <clears throat> and I hated it, but I didn't have a clue about food or nutrition. Moved over there. Um, and I lost a little bit just because everything was so regimented, like three meals a day, they've got some snacks. There was like, I could buy my own food, um, but... I didn't really have time. Um, and then it was when I moved to Alguna, um, I got ill one day. So I was still like losing weight, but like not loads. But I got really ill of like, I don't know, it must be like food poisoning or something. Ended up in hospital on a drip. And then I think it was psychological because every time I saw food, I felt sick. Mm. I couldn't eat. So I started skipping breakfast, started lunch. I could have if they had spaghetti bolognese. I don't even like spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> I do now, but I didn't at the time. But I could only eat that, that if it was yeah. there. Skip dinner. Um, and then me and my ex would sometimes buy like a baguette from the shop. And I'd eat that. But it was also... So I'd started smoking before I stopped eating. Um, so obviously that keeps hunger away as well. Yeah. But I didn't like correlate the two at the time. But yeah, so um, I just felt sick whenever I saw food. I couldn't eat. It just, so I'm guessing it's psychological. But looking back now, I'm like, is it where I was so hungry? I had that feeling of sickness and I didn't put two and two together. Yeah. People started commenting on me losing weight and I liked it. Mm-hmm. So I just kept going. Yeah. Even when I didn't feel sick with food. And um, it's become like a habit then. Yeah, and then I think my stomach must have shrunk so much at one point. So they had these. Um, I didn't eat healthy over there either, by the way. Um, so it was like a mixture of everything. I think they had these. Uh, like it's called a fatir, and it was like a pizza fatir. So it was like pastry, pizza, kind of. But the filling was inside. And me and my ex ordered one, and they were like huge. And I had like two little pieces, and I was like, I'm done. Yeah. And he was like, what do you mean you're done? And I was like, I'm full. He's like, no, you're not. And I was like, yeah, I am. Like, I'm not eating anymore. 
and um, yeah, and then it honestly it carried on for years. Like we moved back to Sham, it was still the same. Every time I'd like FaceTime my mum and dad, or like back then it was Skype. <laughs> Every time I'd Skype my mum and dad, he'd be like, "Chemo's not eating." So my name was Chemo as well, which is quite funny. He was like, "Chemo's not eating." But whenever he said it, it'd be like 11 o'clock at night and we would have just ordered food and it'd be like the one time that I was eating in the day. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I am. What are you on about? Yeah. Um, and I think my mum asked me once, so I lost four stone in the space of six months. Um, and then my mum asked me if like, I think, I think she asked me if I was doing drugs or something. Because <laughs> I, I got so skinny, I looked at her and I was like, Nev. Um, and... Yeah, so there was that. And then I can remember one of my birthdays. I love ice cream. I, everybody knows I love ice cream. This was before I was lactose intolerant. And they made me an ice cream birthday cake. And they brought it to my room and I didn't eat any of it because I didn't want to put on weight. And then it just started. And then I started doing more exercises in my room. But like, because I didn't have a clue about it, it'd be like a 30-day ab challenge. And i just keep going because I wanted abs. But yeah. I didn't to get abs. And I think it got to the point where even guests were saying, like, you look ill. Yeah. Like, you're not well. And I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. But I had all this energy. Like, yeah. I didn't get tired. I didn't, and because I was moving so much and I was smoking so much. You get this energy from within. Yeah, but, like, this is how much I was moving in that. I, like, well, no, not really. So I wasn't really eating. So I always used to say, for what I eat, I should be overweight. But for the amount I eat, I should be anorexic. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I drink like full fat coke, full fat, like whatever they had behind the bar. I drink alcohol because I never put two and two together. It was just food that was my yeah. problem. So you were drinking a lot and you were... Yeah. yeah. And then, tell a lie, that's when I started going to the gym. Uh, because there was a guy working with us who was like stick thin, like just because that was his body. Started going to the gym and he got ripped. Like he got big um, and he did so well. So I was like, I want to come to the gym with you started running as well who the fuck am I like <laughs> God. I know so I ran on top of everything I was doing I ran um every day and I started working out with him but literally only abs and he was like it doesn't work like that and I, like in my head I was like yeah it does yeah it does um yeah but here's a weird thing so I didn't eat over there and like when I go back over there now I don't not not eat but I don't eat like I would normally yeah. So it's like environmental. So I used to come back for holidays and I used to eat. And I didn't have scales over there either. Yeah. Um, and I can remember, so before I moved over there, I think I was around 86 kilogram. And the second time I came home, which was a year and a half in, um, they weighed me. I, don't, I think I was weighing my luggage to go home and they only had like scales that you stand on. And they're like, I'll oh, stand on it, see how much you weigh. And I weighed 61 kilograms, which is like... 25 kilos difference. Yeah. Um, I was like nine stone the time after that when I came home. And that was when I started wanting to stay a certain weight. Yeah. Um, which obviously is never going to happen. I'm nearly six foot tall. Like, yeah. it was just ridiculous. Um, but nobody ever knew how extreme it was and how bad it was, except one girl that I lived with who thought I had an eating disorder when she first moved in with me. Um, and I don't think it was like fully as bad as it was. Like I don't know if to call it an eating disorder or not. Like because you like feel it. like it's environmental, don't you? Yeah, yeah but also like I never got hospitalised. I never. You don't have to be hospitalised. No, I know, but you know, like, like you see other people who have eating disorders, and like my head, I'm like, oh, I wasn't like that. 
Um, but I know that I had a problem with food. It took yeah. me ages to admit it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but this girl Roxy who hated to start off with, and then she's like a, my soulmate now, like purely platonic, but like my soulmate. Um, she's the only one who knows how bad it was. Yeah. Um, and my ex. Um, but yeah, because then I'd come home and I'd eat normally, and I'd put on like half stone stone in yeah. ten days. And it would freak me the fuck out. Yeah. And I can remember going back and going to the flat that I used to share with my partner or my ex. And um, he's got, well, I've got a photo that he took of me sat on the units. And I can remember coming back and it's like my first day back in Egypt after my holiday. And I was just feeling huge. Like, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I've got to get rid of this weight. Like, I've got to stop eating again. Um, which is what I did. But I'm tiny. Yeah. I'm literally tiny in this photo. Um, and But it was only when I started weight training that... I stopped really caring about the number on the scale. Yeah. And just went by how I looked. Yeah, so weight training helped. Yeah. And I've got nervous giggles. Now you're smiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing to laugh well, about. no, because I have never told anyone that story. Yeah, and it's really scary when you've not opened up about things like that. Yeah. I've um, only just started to this year. But thanks for sharing. Because well, it will help yeah. someone yeah. out there, you know? Yeah, of course it will. Yeah. You have to be... Well, you don't have to be brave, but you are brave about it. Um, okay, so I've got one last question. Okay. Um, what does the future hold for you, <gasps> do you think? Oh, I don't know. I honestly have no idea. You don't so. know, but is there anything you want it to hold? Or? Yes. Yeah, you don't have to give away everything, because that's fine, but, you know. So, I'd love to be a full-time online coach. Yeah. However, slight span when it works, do really enjoy my sparky stuff. So yeah. I'd like to pick and choose when I work. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I want to live. I'd like to buy a house in Egypt or an apartment, villa, whatever they call it. Um, I'd also like a base here. Yeah. But being a single person trying to buy a house is fucking hard. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, but I think mm, I've just got so much on for the rest of this year or like until for the rest of this year, we'll say, um, that I'm just trying to get over that first. Like, I've got my final exam coming up and I'm scared shitless for it. Yeah. Um, I don't want to fail it. I've got a photo shoot. I've got, like, other stuff going on. So I'm just trying to take it day by day. Yeah. But I don't really, like, that's all I've got for my future. Like, but I want, I want to be my own boss. I want my own business. I don't want to work for somebody else. I want to be successful. I want yeah. to make it something big. Because you want that, it will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because yes. you're driven and yeah. disciplined and awesome. Oh, thanks, mate. It took okay. a while for that to register then. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for sharing. You're and welcome. thank you for listening to Ali's podcast today. Thank you for having <laughs> me, Ali. No worries. <laughs> anytime. <laughs> we'll do one. Do you know, like, in five years' time, we'll do one again. <laughs> look back on where we were look back to where we are now yeah, yeah. cool sweet thank you thanks for having me